to another live episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And you know what? I rarely, rarely do lives at this time at night. But man, there was a really good podcast I came across. You know what? If you guys do not know a man, an individual by the name of Trent Shelton, he used to be an ex-NFL player. This guy was amazing. He was an amazing, so well, uh, well, he wasn't amazing at football, but he is amazing because some of the things he says really sticks. I brought on people to talk about forgiveness. I brought on Adriana. I brought on, um, and of course I say that with the Spanish accent. I brought on, uh, you know, what is that? Uh, Yvette Rose. I brought on a number of different people to talk about forgiveness. And guys, it is so important how fundamental in so many different areas this actually like pierces into you. See, a lot of people don't understand that there are blockages happening. You could say that they're happening within your chakras, okay? Chakras, that goes for meditation. You have a throat chakra, heart chakra. There's a lot of different chakras. Let's just put it that way. And I think we block a lot of things from happening, a lot of things from coming into our our lives because of the past. And so, guys, let's put it into perspective. You know, back in 2009, it was a double whammy. And when I say it's a double whammy, and I got my man, uh, uh, Andre, oh, so I'm going to say what's up to my man over here. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and as a matter of fact, Andre, you know, to give it, to, to, to put this into context, I got my man, Andre, uh, you know, he's over here uh, uh, watching right now. There was a girl, and I was getting ready to kick this off. There was a girl that had left me back in, ooh, 2008, 2009? Christine, right? And... When she left me, her goal was to completely, like, demolish all relationships I had to leave me to nothing before she left me. One of them was with Andre. So I remember, man, I was actually uh, a coaching, not coaching, but I was a referee in flag football at at the College of Southern Nevada back in 2008. This had to be about September, October. And I remember that, you know, Christine, she was like, or I was having an argument with this guy, Andre. And, of course, this is my best friend. known since 1999. The first time we actually met, we got in a fight over Pokemon cards. But that's another day for a day. That's another topic. That's another whole topic for another whole day. But Andre and I, we were exchanging things. There was a lot of fire behind our text messages. And it was because Christine had made up. She made up a lie for me to hate Andre. And to completely destroy that relationship. So then she's like, okay. Going into October, I only have a couple more relationships to destroy. And then, by the time December came around, all I had was her. I was very disconnected with my family, so she literally just, boom, dropped the bomb. January 2009 came, and that was the end. Did I hold that resent, though? This is about forgiveness. Did I hold that resent in my heart for a long time? No, because then Andre knows of Satomi Nakagawa. She's the one, the, you know, my very first foreign friend. And I went out there to Australia to visit her, and she ended up cheating on me. So this was a double whammy in one year. However, 2009 was one of the most glorious years of my life. Why? Because perhaps maybe it was the beginning of Australia. Or maybe I forgave myself. You know, if at any given point Satomi were to come back into my life, hypothetically speaking, sometime in the fourth quarter of 2009... Would I have accepted her back? Absolutely. No no doubt about it. Because I would forgive her 
or I would have forgiven her for all the wrongs she has done for leaving me. Obviously, she didn't, uh, uh, she didn't come back into my life and whatnot. But from that moment, to be honest with you, I've never really had another real relationship. Is it because maybe you could go so far to say, is it a chakra that is, you know, it's blocking that from happening? Or is it there, or is there a limited belief or something deep down inside? I'm talking about an engraved pain of saying, you know what, man, I know, I know how this is going to end up. I honestly believe that I doom all relationships from happening because I always say, you know what? This isn't going to work. She's tied. No, we have completely different values. No, you know what? This is going to happen. I would make up so many so many different excuses to try to make myself feel better about something I have not overcome in the past. I believe that. I'm not exactly sure where is this. Maybe this could be something, you know, Yvette Rose would say that this probably runs epigenetics. This could be something that happened in the 90s and the 2000s. And of course, 2003 would be another double whammy year. But again, I was only 15 years old. Uh, Andre knows them too. Uh, Adriana. Adriana Arce, yeah, and Maria. Andre remembers Maria, you know, and that was another double whammy. And I, that was the first time in my life that I ended up becoming depressed at the end of 2003. And then going into 2004, I had developed anger problems. Fortunately, I went into track and field, and then I was able to uh, let go of all that. So another, uh, I just... If we look at it, people, we're able to forget the person, but we're not able to forget the pain. I remember my brother said at one point, he said, you need to forgive and forget. Well, you'll never be able to forget. Can you forget the pain? Can you? Or could you possibly rewire and say, what did I learn from that? You know, some people ask me, why don't you have a girlfriend? I'm like, I'm in Asia. Really? I mean, is that an excuse? But it's the truth. I said it. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Well, I'm in Asia. You know it don't work out here for us type of brothers, okay? I'm going to have to go down there to Central and South America, okay? Is that ridiculous? That's beyond ridiculous. Beyond ridiculous. But it's something that I say to myself. It's a reaffirming negative belief, and it's a reaffirming piece of judgment that I'm holding deep within inside me, possibly because of things that happened to me in my uh, early years living here in Thailand, you know, with the women, you, black man, low class pimp, all those beautiful comments. You see what I mean? So in saying all of that, a lot of you, and referring back to you guys, you are possibly stopping a lot of things from coming into your life because of your reaffirming and your reaffirming like addiction, your addiction to suffering. It's kind of like me. I would always say, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black from 2015 to about 2018, early 2018. I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. I would never get rid of that ridiculous ass thought. But again, where did it come from? Oh, well, you know, 1995. Oh, you're black, I'm white. I'm That's Mexican. So color, color, ethnicity, or not ethnicity, was slash nationality. But you see what I mean? I'm able to trace back and connect the dots to see 
where a lot of these blueprints are coming from. And it's not necessarily wrong. It's something that you were trained. It's something that you had developed into. But a lot of you will not get a second, will not give a second shot at love. Won't give a second shot at, you know, developing your career because of this. You won't do this. You won't get into partnerships because of what had happened with your previous partnerships. You know, if I'm one of those people and when I started, uh, you know, doing more personal development interviews on my podcast, you know, with Yvette Rose, Mercy, who's going to be coming back on this upcoming weekend, uh, Adriana and a couple of other people. I had already had a joint podcast with Luke. Right. And I told myself after all that had happened, I said, man, I'm going solo. I don't need to do this anymore. But then I listened to Trent Shelton and he said that there was a South African guy that milked him for all this money. And Trent was like, God damn it, I'm going to fly to Cape Town and I'm going to kick ass with all my boys. But that's not a way to handle it. See, after giving all those stories of, you know, the victimization and this and that, Trent finally said, you know what, man, I am stopping a lot of value, a lot of valuable people from coming into my life with these possible joint partnerships because of something that had happened in the past. So, in saying that, and with Andre as you, the viewer, you got to forget. You got to forgive. You don't have to necessarily go to the person to forgive. And Andre has one of the most incredible stories. You guys could check that out on the ESL podcast. Me and Andre, man, it's again, it's titled Puerto Rico, Andre, and just put ESL podcast. It'll come up. Andre talked about forgiving his father in that podcast. That was deep. I mean, I could go so far. I could bring Andre on right now if he wasn't working so he could talk about how he was able to forgive his father. I think that that's another topic for another day. Um, But at the same token, you guys can listen to that and hear that because I never had to forgive. My mother had to forgive her father, Emilio Santana. That's my grandfather. uh, Because she felt like he had neglected their entire family. He went back to Puerto Rico. You know, her family, well, my mom and a couple of other people had gone to, I'm guessing, Las Vegas. And my aunt and my grandma had stayed out there in New York. See what I mean? So there's a lot of that resent within an individual. And we don't know that it's blocking until you actually have the self-awareness to say, this is, uh, this is becoming a huge issue. So I've forgiven my brother, you know, for, you know, being the bully you know, I actually, I've been reminiscing some great times with him. I remember he stuck up for me at a football game. We would get ready to box. Uh, we we went to the West Coast Conference Championship game between the Gonzaga Bulldogs and the St. Mary Gales back in 2010. Glorious moment. We've had amazing moments. I don't have to. Now, in that last message I got from him, it was the most hate-filled message, but also very, very typical of him. And, you know, reading through that, I'm like, he's still has that problem. He has that anger boiled up. Now, I know that all those things and those hurtful things he said within that letter, of course, I know who I am. You know, you could have said this. You could have said that. Mom doesn't want you back. Don't come back here. Nobody wants to see you. Nobody wants... I'm like, okay, all right. Yes, okay. You're trying to... I get it. Yes, okay. But why is he saying this? Because he has that embodied. For whatever reason, he'll have to do some searching and figure out where that comes from. But I've forgiven my family. I've forgiven my, I wouldn't say forgiven them for not being there for me because they're not necessarily supposed to be there for me. But I've went through this journey building this backbone by myself. 
Andre luckily was there back in 2014 in October when I sent him that very, very scary message saying some things that he had never heard me say before. And because the thoughts began to bear down on me and I really thought I was just a speck in the universe as actually we kind of all are. But you guys understand, be a speck in, let's just say, Thailand. Being reduced to just ash. People saying, get out of this interview because we don't hire black teachers. You understand what I'm saying? I forgive myself for affecting, oh, I'm sorry, I forgive myself for accepting the negative opinions of other individuals here in this country. I'm not black. I'm cappuccino. Some people would say I'm brown. Some people would say I'm caramel. I am an idea, and I'm representing an idea of possibility. If someone says you're black, I know that's not me. If a woman says, I don't like black men, I'm like, well, I, I'm, I'm just not this color. That's number one. Number two, how do you just completely not like people? <laughs> it's kind of like when someone says, I hate English. You can't hate a language, okay? That's ridiculous. And if you do, you have really lost in this world. And you can pick yourself back up. So I have forgiven. And it's that, for, it's that forgiveness that I'm able to just take all that weight off my shoulder. Because for so long, I would always say, Thai women hate black men, 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 Thai women hate black men. Over and over and over to reaffirm that addiction that I had to suffering. But no more. Because we all know that that's bullshit. Now, I would say like maybe 50 to 75% do not like them, but I'm not black. And that doesn't pertain to me. And I'm no longer emotionally responsible for their instability, their mental instability, their ignorance. Those are things that you need to say to yourself and say, well, let me just take a step back. Who am I? Let me define myself. I'm done. Defi- I'm done letting people define me. Very critical. A very critical component. So in saying that, it's been a hell of a journey. And you guys already know, I've said this a number of, of occasions on my, uh, my podcast, but to be able to overcome and to see myself grow as an individual and to go through these, you know, this significant error, but also, okay, this, these six months, these six months, these six months, to see myself grow, but to, almost, to, but to also look back and say, damn, Arsenio, when you came here, man, you were a kid. Seven years ago, you were just a happy-go-lucky, wonderful, down-to-earth individual. But there was no way you were going to be able to survive in this society being that gullible, being that naive, being that nice. I had to develop that nasty. I wouldn't say, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm nasty. No, I'm not waking up and saying, and just, you know, opening up the window and saying, no, fuck all y'all. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I do that. Only sometimes. But, you know, I, I'm not saying that I act like an individual that's just angry as fuck every morning. No way. But every lesson that I've gotten here within that era and within all those probably six to one year increments, It's been life transforming. You know, these seven years in Thailand have taught me more than what? Not not even close to the previous 24 years. Of course, you know, going through grade school, living in the dormitories in college and, you know, living in Australia. That also had taught me a lot. But here it built me into the individual I needed to become. 
But in order for me to become, or in order for me to have become that individual, I needed to forgive myself. So, guys, do you have some forgiveness? Do you need to start forgiving? These are some questions for you to answer tonight. You could journal it. You could, you know, talk about it. Send me a couple of messages. Send me, you know, some voice notes and Instagram stories. I'll be waiting for it. And Andre and I, we're going to have to get another podcast going. Because Andre and I, we have just so many things to talk about.